The guard standing beside the four steps to King Venkatna's throne was probably bored beneath the smooth faceplate of his battlesuit. The armor's black and yellow striping made the soldier look like a giant bumblebee. Memory danced in the mind of Nils Hansen. Shill, Hansen's side man in battered armor with black and yellow stripes, strikes home and crows his triumph. A hostile warrior turns. The arc springing from the enemy's right gauntlet rips Shill's legs off at the knees. Shill topples. The air is full of the stench of burned meat. Hansen screams as his own arc lashes out in a deadly curve. To the folk here in the open lands of Northworld, that event had occurred more than a century ago. Duration no longer mattered to Nils Hansen. The dead of ages crowded in on him, and he shivered in the warm hall. The craggy traitor who stood before the throne claimed his name was Grey. Your Majesty, he said, the device I offer you, the web the folk who sold it to be called it, can change the whole course of your reign. Venkatna's father had built a new palace on the outskirts of Freca. Rooms surrounding courtyards within the palace complex provided space for the West Kingdom's growing bureaucracy. Previously, the court offices had been scattered within the old city, over a number of buildings which dated from long before Freca became the kingdom's capital. Before Nils Hansen made Freca the capital of the West Kingdom, the city continued to expand. Already, shanties and a stockyard lapped the exterior walls of the palace, and the king was erecting additional barracks for his army nearby. We are not displeased with the present course of our reign, Grey, King Vankatna said. The coolness of his voice left uncertain whether he believed the traitor's statement was merely unfortunately worded or was a subtle curse. Vankatna was a tall man, but willowy rather than massive. His dark eyes glinted with a determination just short of fanaticism. His father had replaced the old linen diadem of the West Kingdom with a circlet of gold, but Venkatna himself affected a jeweled platinum helix, which added timeless majesty to his thirty-two years. Forgive me, your majesty, said Grey. He bowed so low that his forehead almost touched the ground. The course of your reign is already splendid. This device, this web has the capacity to build from that splendor into an era which will live in memory for all time. The petitioner who crowded against Hansen's right side appeared to be a rural lordling. He wore imported finery for his court appearance, hose, a jerkin, and a peaked cap. The garments were dyed three shades of green, which should have been mutually exclusive. His belt was of aurochs leather, while his boots were cut from the hide of giant peccaries. The materials had reacted in wildly different fashions to the russet stain applied during the tanning process. He nudged Hansen and whispered, I think those roof beams up there are stone. Hansen glanced upward at the coffered dome over the audience hall. The lower band of decoration, ten meters above the inlaid floor, was mosaic. The portraits and vine tendrils running higher to the lens of clear glass at the peak of the vault were painter's work, which tried to mimic the stiffness of the mosaics. Concrete, I'd guess, under the stucco, 
Hansen murmured back. But very impressive, I agree. The web shapes the course of events, explained the traitor at the front of the hall. There is any number of ways that dice can fall, let us say. Gray's left hand came from beneath his cloak with a pair of six-sided dice between his thumb and bony forefinger. This device thrusts possibilities to one side or the other of the event curve. The web doesn't make things happen, your majesty, but it encourages the occurrence of possible events that you choose. Gray dropped the dice. They clicked and chittered repeatedly on the stone floor before coming to rest, five pips and one, in front of the throne.